You're listening to Arc Radio Podcast. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Allahumma ya the king of all kings, created all things and on you we are. Assalamu alaikum Dawood. How are you? Wa alaikum assalam. Anaftullah, do you hear me? Yes, we can hear you loud and clear. Mashallah, brilliant. Alhamdulillah. So, uh, listeners, we're listening to the Embrace Show with uh, our uh, your normal presenter, Dawood Duncan, and we have a guest, uh, Abdul Mateen, as well. So, Dawood, how are you today? Alhamdulillah, I'm good. I'm, I'm actually up in Oban, uh, mashallah, so I'm uh, doing a bit of travelling during Ramadan to my hometown, and inshallah, uh, ask the listeners to pray that inshallah my move to my hometown will be full of blessings, inshallah, success will bring success, I mean. Assalamu alaikum, Abdul Mateen. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullah. How are you? My salam to your dad. Is he with you? Alhamdulillah. Mashallah, he's actually away in the borders. So we're <laughs> crossing Scotland north to south, mashallah. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. So, um, mashallah, thanks very much uh, for listeners for being with us uh, during this uh, kind of uh, quite technical show tonight. Mashallah, alhamdulillah, a show that I'm really looking forward to tonight. Um, mashallah, Brother Abdul Mateen, it's great to have you on. Um, probably just in a nutshell as we're kind of getting on a little bit with the time but um you know yourself as a brother that i've known for a long time alhamdulillah since i've been muslim i've known you mashallah and it's been a real blessing um i've never really asked you much about how and when you came to islam but could you just give a wee flavor to the listeners please yeah alhamdulillah uh, the university years i uh, moved up from my birth town of dumfries which uh, was as Dumfries still is. It's quite a, a small town with uh, a, a sprinkling of ethnicities, usually from a, a corner shop and a takeaway. And mm. uh, when I got to Glasgow, I met a, a much more multicultural society and soon got very tired of doing the university student thing. First year, uh-huh. you get that out of your system. By second, third year, I was getting tired of hangovers and having no money left and started mm. spending time listening to people who weren't just getting completely out of it at the weekends. And right. They tended to be the people who were not drinking, and as a result, I met people from, uh, from Jordan, uh, people from South Africa, people from Pakistan, mm-hmm. and oh. they all seemed to have a, a very common uh, quality through them, a character, um, and a very openness, a wanting to, to know everyone and meet everyone. And I, I spent a lot of time with them and found uh, discussions a lot more enjoyable than uh, that of one which is uh, usually at the bar or at the nightclub. So I very mm-hmm. quickly got tired of that uh, environment and found yeah. myself in a, a much more uh, enjoyable environment. Mm-hmm. After uh, a fourth year, I was with a friend, a very, very close friend from my class, and people knocked on his door. And they were coming around visiting Muslims and trying to encourage people to try and spend the time uh, away from the, the sort of distractions of dunya and spend I more see. time on the deen. So I, I joined them in Ramadan. That it was in this blessed month. I mm-hmm. uh, joined them and they, they had gathered the local community and they were offering the prayer of Tarawih. I didn't know it at that time. I just knew they were reading prayers at night time. And they yep. invited me in. I felt very welcome being a non-Muslim in the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was no expectation. There was no compulsion on me. I was just allowed to, to join in the blessed environment. And Beautiful. alhamdulillah, the, the imam, he at the end of the Tarawih, he would 
explain what the ayats that had been read that night. So that was my, my first real introduction to the word of Allah and the, through the Quran. Uh, after that following year, I decided I would join them in the fast. So again, as mm -hmm. a non-Muslim, I, I participated in the month of Ramadan by fasting and Mashallah. by joining in the prayers. Uh, it felt very comfortable to me. It felt very familiar with my, uh, my, my upbringing was uh, one of uh, faith through my family. We were brought to the church from a young age, but never right. compelled to, 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 to stay in it. And mm -hmm. Alhamdulillah, on the night of the Khatam of Quran, Allah SWT gave me tawfiq and I gave my shahada on that. Uh, the blessing of that month re showed itself a year later when my, my flatmate, uh, who was called Graham, he became Abdul Karim on the night oh. of the Khatam of Quran uh, in the following year of Ramadan. So it, this is a very blessed month and very uh, special month for me, uh, very uh, dear to me. Alhamdulillah. MashaAllah, that's great. So, subhanAllah, in the Embrace show, this is the show that's uh, for um, new Muslims and by new Muslims, MashaAllah, um, and those who've come to the religion later in life, you might call yourself a revert or convert. It's since your shahada, um, what's your journey been like? Um, what kind of things have you been getting up to and what, how could you describe your, your journey since becoming Muslim? My, as I said, it was my university years, and that was my graduation was the year that I accepted Islam and mm -hmm. had a, a decision to make whether I was just going to do what other graduates did, get their job, work, and uh, get their money, get their house, get their family and uh, until retirement and then sit back on retirement. Um, mm -hmm. I decided what I was going to actually do was join the company of the people who I would uh, been invited to, to join and they had started taking time away. They were going away for weekends to learn about the deen, to study the Quran. They went for longer periods of time. I went with my closest friend who I accepted Islam with, Brother Jamil, and we went uh, traveling around the mosques in England and UK, and then over to Pakistan, to South Mashallah. Africa. And I got a chance to spend some time traveling and meeting the different Muslim communities and see how Muslims were living in areas with their majority, rather than me just witnessing Islam as a minority within uh, a, a larger society. So that really mm. opened my eyes to get to, to, to be in that company, be in that environment. Really a, a fascinating story, mashallah, and uh, you know something that I'm sure has given you insight to the breadth of Islam, mashallah, the different uh, types of people that come to the deen. Alhamdulillah, the reason why I, I really am excited about having you on the show is uh, a current role that you uh, fulfil at the moment in the Scottish Prison Service, where you are work as Alhamdulillah, you work as a chaplain. Yes. Um, mashallah, could you explain to the listeners what does it mean to be a chaplain in a prison in Scotland? Chaplaincy still has uh, an assumption that it is something to do with church and okay. it is uh, a forum or it is the realm of the Church of Scotland or the Roman Catholic Church and in chaplaincy uh, we have chaplaincy in hospitals, we have chaplaincy in universities as many of us know and we have chaplaincy in prison services. And it's not a specific role that's identified in Islam because through the character of Muhammad sallallahu the role of a chaplain is actually the role of every Muslim. So it's mm. not as it is seen in chaplaincy is in Christianity, a role for one particular person. It is actually okay. something that we should all be doing. And on that, I was invited to uh, five, six years ago, start coming in as a visitor to visit some of the Muslims in the prison, especially because mm. many of the prisoners in Scotland are uh, white, Scottish, and reverted to Islam. 
and yes. the, the opportunity for them to meet someone who was from that same background and to try and give them some kind of hope that when they get liberated, there's going to be uh, options for them to put their life on a straight line. Marshall, I mean, this is the reason why um, I, I thought it'd be great to have you in the show. I remember from a young age, I think before I was even Muslim, I had this you know, understanding that in the USA, in America, a lot of people go to prison and then they change religion to become Muslim, mashallah. Um, this is something that I hear more and more about, that in prisons there are actually quite staggering numbers of people coming to Islam. Um, you know, is, is this what you've been finding? Yeah, it's, uh, it's shocking. Uh, firstly, the number of Muslims in prison, which is uh, another show by itself. Uh, Muslims make up 14.5% of the prison inmates across the UK. In mm -hmm. Scotland, we would expect it to be down to 1 or 2%, but in HMP Dumfries, um, one of the prisons, over 10% of the prison are Muslim. And right. of some of the prisons, like HMP Greenock, 100% of the inmates are reverted to Islam. So they have found Islam whilst they are in a life sentence. Um, mm. There's quite a lot of youngsters who didn't get the opportunities that um, we would hope that youngsters get. They, they yes. get chased out of school. They end up on the streets thinking that it's just a fun place to be, doing what the other kids are doing, hanging around, just killing time. And yeah. a few of them, they start drinking, and before they know it, they're out of their senses. The, the door has opened for other evils. They get into some mm -hmm. trouble in a park, and there's one youngster in particular in uh, Greenock who, after a, a fight with another group, a lady died, and he was given a life sentence as a result of that. So because mm. of... Uh, 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 difficult upbringing or a or lack of opportunities he finds himself spending yeah. now he spent 16 years he was 15 years when he was sentenced and he's now spent 16 years in prison and alhamdulillah whilst in prison the most hopeful thing that he encountered was other muslims and it's right. the other muslim prisoners who usually first are the uh, opportunity for them to find out about islam and mm -hmm. I would say that the majority of Muslims, once they get into prison, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has taken them away from what they were doing. They sometimes feel hard done by, but when they think about it, it's their friends who are still out on the street, still wandering around Pollock Shields, still wandering around yep. the town. They're the ones who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not given this opportunity. Mm -hmm. So while they're in prison, so many of the Muslims, mashallah, they, they make a decision to turn their lives around, to start a new chapter. And as a result of them changing their lives and people who used to be big gangsters on the street suddenly <laughs> become uh, very humble and uh, they become turning towards Allah SWT with tawbah and repentance. And the other prisoners, they see this. And this mm. is one of the biggest attractions for them. And they then come mashallah. into Islam. Alhamdulillah, I remember, mashallah, when I was invited along by yourself and uh, others, uh, Ajmal, uh, to the prison service, Mashallah, it was very clear that the prison service valued Islam. Valued Islam as this uh, powerful uh, thing which could help change people's lives, mashallah, for the better. Alhamdulillah. Um, however, brother, it must be said, we know as uh, reverts to Islam that when we go to the masjid, some, there are more people that come to Islam than people who remain in Islam. 
Yeah. Yeah. It must be very, very difficult for someone who's had a horrible upbringing and has had, uh, you know, a history, a very, you know, embarrassing history, uh, you know, a history they're ashamed of. It must be very difficult for these prisoners to then come out and join the community. Um, what's it like for these prisoners coming out and facing the wider community? It used to be very, very difficult. But now, alhamdulillah, a lot of the prisons have changed their approach and they're what we call community-facing prisons. So rather than for their term in prison as a punishment, the new uh, head of the director of the prison, his uh, first statement was that prison is not a place for punishment. Prison, it's being sent to prison is the punishment. Once you're in prison, it's about reformation. It's about unlocking potential and transforming lives. And this Mm -hmm. is what they are focusing on with all the branches that are delivered, education, um, uh, the the chaplaincy, the programs that are are set up for them. It's about giving them every opportunity to reform and become a a member of the, the community that can contribute. Um, it's, sure. it's become a lot easier. Plus anonymity, um, even the worst of offenders, um, they are given, uh, the human right is that when they are released, they should be given every opportunity to start again. Coming yeah. out of prison is hard enough for many people. Um, I think Indeed. one of the biggest barriers going into the masjids today is not being an ex-offender, it's being white, it's being not part of the community that these mosques are catering for. There are many mosques that you and I will still find heads turning and looking towards us. Mm. No one knows about someone's past. No one knows when you and I or an ex-offender walk in, who's the offender. You can't just Mm -hmm. tell by looking. Many of these guys, you'd never know by looking at them what their offense was. Yes. So the difficulty is not really with to with regards to the the offence uh, or the the nature of the offence. It's up to only one individual, usually the imam, to work with social services to know that this person who has been an offender has come out into the community, and uh, if if they have conditions on them, they have a license condition, then that restrictions will only be known to the imam. The difficulty Mm. is that within the prison, chaplains, myself, we cannot continue uh, a relationship with the prisoners when they come outside. I see. It's uh, a conflict of interest, and Mm -hmm. we we are their chaplain while they're in custody. But when they get liberated, we have to leave them to the community, and that's Mm. where the problems lie. That's when it falls down. Mashallah, you may agree with this, um, you know, my opinion on what I see there. For me, regarding supporting new Muslims, when they're in prison, there's a formal setup, there's yeah. a professional setup, yes. and there's a system, yes. mashallah, of professionalism. And alhamdulillah, that this is um, very successful. Uh, however, outside of uh, prisons, outside of institutions, there, there seems to be a lack of this formal support of new Muslims. Uh, Allahu alam. Yes. Uh, inshallah, maybe those who are listening that are supporting new Muslims can maybe take from the success mashallah of your um, chaplaincy and support of new Muslims there inshallah hopefully we can take that success and emulate it outside now brother mashallah the Embrace show particularly tonight we're cut a little bit short it's very very quick Um, I've just got two very quick questions for you Uh, first of all for those that are listening from the wider Muslim community how would you say they could best support a new Muslim who's come from prison whether they come from prison or, uh, or whether they come from anywhere, it's, it's the support that we have to give. Money is not uh, coming, it's not shortcoming. It, it, what mm-hmm. a new Muslim needs is time. He wants okay. someone to give him time. If, if we, as 
the community, we could attach yourself, never mind to a, a big program, just one individual, and mm -hmm. just be the person who phones them occasionally, even if yep. it's to text them, let them mm -hmm. know of the, what program's going on in the mosque, let them mm -hmm. go and visit them every now and then. Not, yep. not to, to give them books, not to give them money. Uh, a new Muslim mm -hmm. often ends up with a library of books because yes. the people give them this as a gift, thinking that they themselves aren't mm -hmm. qualified because they don't know it. Mm -hmm. it. As long as you know, La ilaha illallah, as long as you know Muhammad Rasulullah, sit oh, with this person, whether they're a new Muslim who's found Islam in prison or whether it's in society, friends at yep. school, it's spending time with that person, Mashallah. inviting them into your house when it's Eid. Make them feel mm -hmm. part of the family. The example is that of the Ansar and the Muhajireen. The Ansar, they would give half of their land and say, this is now your land to cultivate. They would mm -hmm. marry them into their families. They would make them feel so much part of the community, not a separate entity. It's not a new Muslim. Uh, and this is why, alhamdulillah, I, I know the need for new Muslim circles when there's particular uh, needs support for them, needs, support yeah. needs. But how a new Muslim uh, needs support is how most of the youth today yes. needs support. And I think that if, if we as the community could just focus on taking on one person. MashaAllah. Well, brother, you know, alhamdulillah, really last uh, little nugget uh, from yourself. What about for those who are listening and that maybe have come from prison? Um, what advice would you give to those who are now in the community, inshallah? The advice is uh, that the, 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 the deen is an entire way of life. The complete deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not just ibadah. Don't just focus on the taraweeh 20 rakat in Ramadan and forget the rest of the year. The deen sure. is the akhlaq of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his character. It's the mu'amalat and the mu'ashirat. It's his dealing, how we are at school, how we are in business, how we are with our neighbor. This is the complete deen. So giving the new Muslim, this is it. Not just the ibadat, not just the Quran. These are, wallahi, these are important. But the complete deen is not just how Muhammad sallallahu prayed and fasted. It's how he was with his neighbors, whether they were Muslim or non-Muslim. It's how he was with the elders. It's how he was with the youth. It's how, how he was with the whole of the society. MashaAllah. Alhamdulillah. Well, khair. Brother, thank you so much for a fascinating insight. MashaAllah. May Allah make it beneficial to all. Um, I'd like to just say thank you very much. We're a little bit over time. Uh, just leaves me for time to say thank you for listening to Radio Ramadan Glasgow 87.7 FM and Assalamu Alaikum Warahmatullahi Wabarakatuh. For more information and to listen to more podcasts, visit us at arc.score or check out the Arc Media app.